Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. We are mm. back with a special edition of a morning podcast. It is uh, the Vampire Academy or just Vampire Academy. Sorry, confusing it with the Midnight Club. Mm. Vampire Academy, episode nine, the penultimate. What a fucking absolute banger of an episode. So fire. So many good reveals. I just want to hear your hot takes right off the top. What are you guys feeling? And how pumped are we that we finally get to watch the finale soon? Well, very pumped, first of all. And yeah. also, it's worth repeating. This is a weekend AM recording. Vibes are good here. The sun is shining. The tank is indeed clean. <laughs> the tank is clean. Uh, yeah, the tank is clean. Um, but yeah, great episode. I mean, who would have thought Victor... Horrible episode for him. I mean, Mason, shaky episode. Like... <sighs> A lot happened this episode. I'm excited to get into it. 100%. Yeah, I was able to watch it first out of the three of us. And I was just pacing back and forth, texting <laughs> the chat like, yo, this was some great TV. Like, I was loving it. I was hyped. Um, especially the last, obviously, the 10 minutes, all that shit going down. So good. Yes. So they really they really set it up, slam dunk the finale. So I really hope they stick the landing and I've been loving this. Like uh, I'm loving this season already for, for season one of a show yeah. kind of trying to get their footing that they're, they're nailing it late in the season. Yeah. Agreed. And this episode took one of our beloved characters and made me say, Vic, come on, man, <laughs> come on, dude. Doing? Yeah. And that's where we start, right? Victor and his husband are fighting over this <clears throat> and Victor's, I am like fully on team husband and Mia. I know Mia's not actually in the fight, but Vic, man, this whole episode, he was just digging himself deeper and deeper into the hole and dropping on my character ranks. And Lissa literally being like, his guilt will get him. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That was actually a really good point by Lissa. And we'll get to that scene. Um, I I will say the defense of Victor so I can just shit talk him the rest of the episode. He is a desperate (laughs) man at this point. He just lost Sonya. That's heartbreaking. His back is up against a wall. Desperate people do crazy things, illogical things. So that is the only justification for his actions this episode. But yeah, it was tough to watch. And I feel like, I feel like I explicitly said Vic is like number one, he's never going to do any wrong because someone was just like, yeah, I was really doubting him in episode one. But um, and and man, I was not expecting him to just fall face first into totally agree. This. Yeah, it, it was brutal. Um, I, when I watched it the first time, I was kind of on his side. I was it was basically 50 50 like, come on, Vic, you knew it was hurting her. 
but I was defending him. You didn't know how far it was going to go. You didn't know she was going to turn Sergoy. Obviously, he would have put a stop to it. Also, Sonia was the one really pushing him on. Um, but then the the second half of the episode, he just like he, yeah. he loses me completely. So on the second rewatch, I'm I'm watching him talk to his husband and try to like make his case, and I'm like, "You bastard, Vic! I'm, yeah. I'm so sick of you right now." <laughs> And he keeps saying, like, now more than ever, I have to take the throne to honor Sonya's memory, like become the man she believed in. And I'm just like, don't don't use her to to defend yourself. You you lost that right. So yeah. mad. And it's it's crazy too how the husband was like, We're preparing for her funeral right now. Like, <laughs> let's not talk about this. And it's just yeah. such a wild concept because she's still alive. Like she's Stragoy, you know, the, the husband even says to me, like, that's not Sonia anymore, like she's gone but she's alive and like running around. So it's so weird to, to see that. And this was a really good kind of like two shot flipping back and forth mm-hmm. between Vic just losing it completely. And Tatiana just trying to take advantage of the uh, situation. She's at the podium addressing the dominion, like see Victor can't even take care of his household. If you want me to take the reins, just say the word and I will serve you the dominion. And she is just taking advantage of the situation as we knew she would. Let's just say the queen's line reads are fucking incredible. We're fucked. Aren't we, Harold? (laughs) (laughs) He's she's amazing. She fucking murders it. Um, That line right there. And even jumping into the next scene with her, like she's on she's on the throne and Tatiana and all these people are pleading to her like, you got to do something. All the people are going crazy out there. Like, just give up the throne. You won't have to serve anymore. Like, you need to take action. She's like, take action for the shit that you just stirred up. Like Tatiana's out there ruling with fear saying like, Oh, everybody's going to die. Like we, we, uh, we need a leader who can control. And like, she's stirring the people up, getting them angered. And then she goes to the queen. She's like, yo, there's a, some shit going on out there. You should probably take care of. And the queen was like, fuck off. I was so excited in that scene that the aunt finally was like, fuck you, Tatiana. OK, first of all, the elements oh, yeah. did not choose you. They chose Victor. <laughs> so we stand with him. And I'm glad that there is sort of sense like their faith is rooted in something where the facts are the facts. Right. Mm. And I was actually shocked that that mattered to the church, because usually, you know, you think about it. The church is like they, they love to turn a blind eye. It'll just be like, well, whatever serves us the best. But mm. I'm glad that within this faith, they really do trust the elements and they, like the elementalists. They're like, well, whoever the elements choose. That was we're going. so cool. I love that. Tatiana's face just dropped a little bit. Um, when, well, I think yeah, almost- it was beautiful. I almost think that's why the queen chose the trials because she was just like, if it picks Vic, the church will not be able to like contradict those results. Mm -hmm. And speaking of church, let's go with total opposite and talk about Mason and Rose banging. Mm. Second grade, but second grade, but of the, of the series, Jason and Mason, AKA Andre and Mason, two great butts. Happy to be here. When really said, happy to be here. When you said second grade, but I thought you said second grade. Yep. Like, no. Completely, no. completely hairless. Mason just got waxed <laughs> right before this scene. Same thing. Oh my no. gosh. <laughs> no, that was a uh, that was awesome. I was not expecting that out of a scene transition. But come on, like Rose, who bangs with their bra on still? Come on, it's just it's just <laughs> unrealistic. <laughs> True, though, honestly, 
I love that. Um, but we did but- get Mason Butt, and they have this pillow talking scene where they're just like, oh, I'm looking forward to pineapple pizza in the human world, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, we have the Rose saying, oh, me and Lissa used to talk about the same stuff all the time. And they're just kind of like talking about this adventure they're about to go on. This whole episode, I'm just like, these two have such friend energy. It's like really upsetting to watch Mason do these mental gymnastics and think that they have a chance because it's so obvious. I love the Meredith scene, but we'll get there. Uh, Right before, I just want to say, I totally agree. And everyone knows I love Mason to death. It's very sweet energy. Whereas with Dimitri, you can see the electricity between him and Rose. Like it is yeah. Oh, my God. You could cut the tension with a knife. It is sexy and good for me. Like as much as I'm rooting for Mason, it's obvious that they're not playing on the same field. You know, we had um, we had somebody comment on one of our YouTube videos asking if they had any other recommendations for uh, a show with relationship like Dimitri and Rose. And I, the only thing I could think of is the movie Teacher with Kate Mara. And she's like banging her student. And I was like, that's all I got. I don't think that's the same, though. No, it's not, because that is like grooming and awful. And we're trying to get away from that with Dimitri. For the I forget. Sorry that we don't have your handle, your YouTube handle, but absolutely don't compare a teacher. So it's actually it's actually her name. Her name's Anna. And I'll leave the last name out. But Anna. That is our answer to your question. And if you haven't seen Vampire Diaries, watch that very similar show. Lots of love going on in that show that you would love. And I am brainstorming for you. It's so funny that you went that way, Paul, because I also went that way. And I was talking to Alex and I said, pretty little liars, because like Mr. (laughs) Mr. Fitz and Aria, the teacher and kid dynamic. I was like, it's it's not good. (laughs) Why are we comparing Dimitri and Rose to grooming? (laughs) Because she's he's like her. I know, superior, superior, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She, Honestly, Rose is banging her way to the top. I almost want to recommend Shadow and Bone because Alina kind of has the hots for the head dark guy, but oh, also yes. there's Mal on the side who's like the best friend buying for those affections. That's a good That's love a triangle. Great one. And great one. we 100% cover that. So if you enjoyed this podcast coverage, there's plenty of supplementary content for Shadow and and they're doing a ton of press right now for shadow and bone season two so that should be coming out soon mm-hmm. i feel like they're they're pretty what am i trying to say excited about that franchise season one was received very well i think better yeah. than netflix was even expecting so I, i'm pretty hyped for season two and another supplemental like that has um book content like it's coming from a book yeah. which is good yep. but apparently people love those books too but we don't read them, so we can't. <laughs> but the show was great. We're not anyway. <laughs> anyway, so now we'll move forward to Lissa. She's researching. She's flipping through. Obviously, doing um, spirit. She's digging into spirit lore and figuring out what what else there is. So she sees someone who can move things with their mind. That's one. And then the second one, we don't see what she writes down. I don't think. And this is when Mia mm-hmm. runs in and is like. I saw you heal. What's his name? His belly Dean. Dean. And you can't do this. She is freaked from Sonia. Rightfully so. She's being so sweet and so sad. And there's like, Lisa, please. And I'm so glad she didn't tell anybody. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All I was thinking about this scene was how patronizing Lisa was being to Mia. And I was just like, are you kidding me? She was just like, I, I know you're upset, Mia. And I'm like, fuck off, Lisa. Are you kidding me? Mia's trying to save your life. Yeah, 
that was really annoying. She was like, uh, it's healing. How can that be bad? It's a good thing. And me is like, bro, look at my sister. Like, mm. that's exactly why you shouldn't. And in the beginning, too, um, when Mia comes in, she's like, I know you can heal. This is like, what? What are you talking about? That's not yeah. a power. And so me is like, dude, literally shut up. I was like, I'm not, I'm not six years old. Also, twice she refers to Robert. This is Mia refers to Robert as Papa, but Vic is dad. I think that's yeah. just how Mia uh, refers to them. That's really mm-hmm. cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. And cute. I like it. it is great acting cute, yeah. by Mia. Great acting. And the, the whole episode, really whole episode, great yeah. acting. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Which one is that? This is Peachy. Hi, Peachy. Oh, hi, Peachy. <laughs> hi, Peachy. <laughs> Anyway, this is why you should watch on YouTube, guys. This is <laughs> great cat content. Uh, okay, so moving forward, this is the Dimitri bucket, right? So we are some like post-coitus Dimitri. He's doing some workouts. It's hot, TBH. And Commander Croft comes and fucks his day up big time. So he rests yeah. him for treason. And I literally forgot about the Sasha thing. I was like, wow, what do they get? got him for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that was actually pretty good seat planning because I, yeah. I thought Sasha shit was done, you know, when Dimitri says mm-hmm. you know, she died, pay respects, whatever. I thought I never even thought that was going to come up again. Um, and I, I felt bad, too, because Dimitri, you know, he's working his ass off training and the commander comes up and he like gives a salute and everything. And he's like, oh, man, like it's it's an honor to. <laughs> and then he looks yeah. at Alberta or whatever her name is. She's like, nah, dude, this is, this is not an honor. <laughs> And it yeah. was nice to see Alberta again. Um, a pretty noteworthy episode for her. We'll we'll follow was, along as she yeah. progresses okay. here. She was pissing me off again. Yeah, she really was. Um, but yeah, should we just run through this Dimitri stuff? Yeah. The next scene with Dimitri and you know this new Commander Croft. I forget. Have we met him before? I don't know him by name. At least we may have seen his face, but I don't know him by name. He's a big wig within the Guardians, clearly, and he is kind of just questioning Dimitri for treason. And he's just like, "Uh, hey, could you uh let us know what happened to this Sasha Tana girl? You said she died in combat. Are you sticking to that story?" And Dimitri's like, "Yeah, I am sticking to that story." And then he's just like, all right, you're dismissed. And uh, hey, guard, why don't you bring in Sasha Tanner next? I'd like to hear uh, what she has to say about dying in combat. I was like, yeah. oh, they got him. If you're yes. Dimitri, you should go, oh, Sasha, you're alive. Yeah, I can't yeah seriously. It. That would have been perfect. You'd be like, oh, my God, I saw the burning body. I thought it was you. Uh, yeah, totally agree. And we also saw Rose kind of come in. We don't see her get questioned, but like we she does get questioned. She obviously says mm-hmm. nothing. Um, but I was like, Dimitri, like, try to be not guilty at least. You're just sitting there not responding. He's asking you questions and you're just like staring off into space. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, <laughs> you're you're making it pretty obvious here. Agreed. So he ends up getting put under house arrest and Rose goes, to, Rose goes to visit him and he's sitting there like he reminded me of like a stripper by the shirtless with Dale's the- guy. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. And they just had to make him shirtless because they were just like, eh, he probably just walks around his own quarters shirtless. That's just Hunky Lee's energy. Yeah. You don't meditate um, shirtless, bro. Everybody meditates. Shirtless. I know I'm doing it wrong. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, this is where the chemistry was absolutely electric between the two of them. And it's funny that they 
do everything around the neck, like the blood bags were around the neck because someone would go for the neck. But usually a house arrest thing is on your ankle, right? It's yeah. just interesting that they chose to put it on his neck and were like, take your shirt off. I, I feel <laughs> like it's more of a shame thing, too. Because yeah. like he's like a prisoner yeah. and it's like it's so super obvious. Mm hmm. And and Rose is only there because she feels bad because she, at the end of the day, was the one that gave Sasha the green light to go. But like this scene is all about their flirtation. Um, and at this point, I am I, I'm pretty furious with Rose. This is just like it's annoying. It, know what I was thinking about, Paul? Remember when Ted double dips on Robin in the pilot episode and they're in the taxi and Ted's like mulling it over and Barney's just like, bro, shit or get off the pot meters running. That's how I feel with Rose. It's like shit or get off the pot with me. So yeah. you're either all in on Dimitri or I'm just pissed. Yeah. yeah, definitely makes me like Rose just a little bit less. Like she's still a badass. And she's awesome. She's got a lot of shit going on, but you can definitely tell she's almost using Mason to like fill the Dimitri yeah. void. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Rose got dumped by Dimitri. So it, it's just a weird thing where I agree that Mason's definitely the rebound guy. But I don't think I, I mean, everyone does the rebound yeah. thing. I'm not totally holding it against Rose because I think she really does like Mason and love him that, as a, like a best friend. And it's yeah. just like, that's a great second that, option. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what a rebound is. A rebound is someone you don't care about who you just fuck their brains out. Mason is someone who clearly <laughs> she knows that he is in love with her. She yeah. She's aware of that. Mm. And she's using that to her advantage. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the scenes later on with uh, with Mason. And it's almost like he kind of knows but he like doesn't care. He's like, I know I'm not really the first choice, but I'm just happy to be with her. Maybe I'll sway her. So I disagree. I, I think he knows and he, it's not that he, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. I think that he was ha blissfully like avoiding the fact that it's like a rebound thing where then yeah. Mayor like shoves it in his face. Meredith was like, Bro, I just saw her come out of his room. It was Meredith, right? Who says that to him? Yes. Later in the episode. Okay. Meredith is like, come on, dude. Like, you deserve someone who loves you for like. Maybe like you. Mm -hmm. Meredith jumped up a lot. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. Drop that hammer. Somebody exactly. needed to. But so, before oh. we get there, mm -hmm. uh, so we are now on trial and he's found guilty of treason. He basically pleads the fifth. He's like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. And I, sure. Fine. I agree with that, I guess. But guilty of treason is what is that? Death? I, they, they say yeah. we have to wait and see your punishment. Right. Don't they say that? Yeah. Like, they said, like, he's going to chill in the dungeon until he we get the queen's judgment or something like that or the, the queen's d decree. Yeah. And also Croft seems to know that there's more to it than just Dimitri is lying. So he's like, are you straight up lying about Sasha or is there another guardian who you are covering for? So like, I think he knows that Rose is the real issue here, but like just needs that verbal confirmation and Dimitri doesn't give it to him. So like loyal. I mean, loyal. And also he's not wrong. He was the yeah. the highest in the chain of command at that post. And they should take blame for whatever happens under his watch. And it was Dimitri who made the decision to say he burnt. She burned. So, I mean, I'm I'm fine with him taking the blame. That's like a thumbs up for Dimitri for me. And I know we said before uh, just how he 
his job. He's not taking his job as seriously as he should. Maybe like I think Brian was one of your points. Yeah. Like he's and so I feel like this, that's actually a good one from Dimitri. But and I think he says also something to Croft like this is a little ridiculous that you're prioritizing punishing your strongest or like top three strongest guardian while the Dominion is in absolute chaos and we are already short on guardians. Like why is this your priority right now? Great. And Cross just like. He has a good comeback. He's just like, if we don't set the precedence that we are going to punish treason, like, where does it end? You know? Yeah, totally. Dimitri did have that line to Rose, too. And and it's almost like Dimitri might have thought that he was kind of going to get off scot-free just because of the turmoil of, of, you know, what state of everything. And there he was like, oh, we need every guardian we can get. But um, he almost seemed like a little blindsided when he did get a you know, sentenced to the dungeon. So fuck it. That's what you yeah. do when uh, you get involved with girls. They just bring <laughs> a bunch of trouble. Girls are the worst. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So now Mason stops by to Dimitri to tell them that, tell him that they're leaving, which was an interesting choice. And they kind of have the discussion about the dungeons as if like they were like sharing like a oh, fuck, bro. That sucks kind of yeah. thing. And then Dimitri was like, don't tell Rose what's about to happen to me, because if you do, she'll never leave. And he's like, fuck you, bro. And I actually wasn't expecting that out of Mason. I was like, stand your ground. Well, the way I took that is Dimitri was giving Mason an option right at the end. Like they were they were having that conversation. It was like mutual respect. But by Dimitri saying, don't tell Rose he was really saying, all right, Mason, if you respect Rose and really like want her to know everything, you'll tell her. But if you're selfish and just want to run away with her, then, you know, you do it yourself. It's, it's exactly like um, Barney in How I Met Your Mother when Barney tells Ted that he's going to propose to Patrice. And he's like, don't tell Robin because that'll piss her off. But if Ted actually did tell Robin, then that means he's a good friend and cares about Robin. And it's a weird parallel, but it's like he basically said, hey, Mason, if you don't tell Rose, that means you're being purposely like ignorant and not telling her everything and like running away. I'm not sure how much of the Vampire Academy audience also overlaps with the Hemium audience, but they are loving this episode of the podcast (laughs) right now because we are referencing how I met your mother quite a bit. Um, But also to start off this scene, Mason gets rid of the two guards escorting Dimitri by saying, I'll wipe out your debt. Is he like running a gambling ring? Did I miss that? I may have missed that line. Um, I don't know. It's like, I'll wipe off your dad if you give me like five minutes to talk. His dad is a royal. That's what I, but like, I still couldn't connect them even through that, you know? Maybe it's not like uh, gambling or maybe they just have that in general for trying to live. And he's like, yeah, I could just get rid of it. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool flex by him. I missed that completely. I don't know how I missed that. But yeah, I think Dimitri is, is kind of giving him like, yeah, you think you're running away with Rose, but if you told her even for one second that I'm in danger, she's not leaving with you, brother. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I know that's going to happen in the finale. <laughs> yeah. She's he's, Mason's finally going to crack her and she's going to learn. And guess what? Rose is going to fucking come sprinting back, Dampier style. Oh, I think what's going to bring her back is her Lissa's senses are going to be tingling while she's yeah. in the car. Oh, wow. It's always makes, going to be Lissa, That makes bro. way more sense. Jesus Christ. The so way I cannot we'll wait to talk about the end of this episode. I'm you just said like 
Listen, I had a splash of her like behind the queen in that in that conference, like the TV conference to, to name Lissa. I was just got the chills thinking about it. So fucking yeah. good. Okay. So, like, Go do ahead. we want to just wrap up Mason and Rose? They meet at like a train station. They like kind of kiss on the cheek. Rose is like, you're acting weird, dude. And he's like, just excited. They go in a car, happy. Tra-la-la. Exactly. Um, and we kind of already went through the Tatiana scene with the queen. So that's fine. Basically, they're like, fuck off, Tatiana. You ain't it. So I'm glad that they didn't give her what she wanted. Now we can move forward on the Christian storyline. So Christian confronts Diane, a.k.a. the feeder. And basically she's gaslighting him at first being like, oh, I don't know what you mean. And then is like comes to and, and basically admits, yeah. like, no, your parents love you and miss you. That's not it at all. And I'm like this bitch, she got her neck absolutely snapped because she yeah. thought she fucking thought. Yeah, she was wrong. That's ridiculous. She mm-hmm. talk, tells him about, you know, the, the Maroi say Strigoi is like the worst thing you can do, but the Strigois call it the awakening mm-hmm. or something like that. They, she's saying like you could see more colors and just experience everything. I, I'm not exactly sure what happens, but it's wild. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Christian at the end of it is like, I'm re- tell him I'm ready to talk. And I'm like, this guy, he's such mommy, daddy mm-hmm. issues. It's unbelievable. Awesome. Also, he needs to work on his interrogation skills a little bit because <laughs> this is two episodes in a row. Last time he went up to um, uh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse and was like, I'm not and trying to threaten him. I know you fucked with my like, shut up. And then he goes to this feeder chick and she's like, oh, hi, honey. And she's like, I know you're flexing with my parents. Don't try to lie. Yeah. It's he's like, got to stop flexing his muscles and just like hold a fireball in his hand and be like, all right, start talking. Lack there of muscles and just just, like try to catch him in a lie or something, not just confront them completely. mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, Christian. So the last thing we'll talk about Christian before, like the, the whole last 10 minutes is like its own bucket for me, just because it's just chaos. But the last thing with Christian before that is that he gets the box outside of his door and it says, sorry, kiddo plans have changed. And we don't get to see the second thing behind it. Yeah. But we see it's the picture of Mia later kidnapped, which sucks. But we're not we're not quite there yet because we've got to do like a Mia Meredith scene. Um, we can do that actually right now. So Meredith runs into Mia coming out of the jewelry, jewelry store. store. Yeah, she had bought a bracelet for Sonia's birthday mm. and obviously devastated. Like this is this sucks. That's um, so sad. And then Mare goes into this really like not perfect timing spiel about being like, I'm sorry, I've been weird and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she's like, and now I'm glad they called it out. Like, and now I'm realizing why the fuck am I bringing it up right now? This is the worst yeah. timing of all time. <laughs> so those two are still on the on the rocks, on the fence. Mia does say like, no, it's OK, but also it is a little weird. So let's just walk <laughs> away from this. Uh, but actually, it is noteworthy that Meredith turns around and sees Rose come Coming out of Dimitri's quarters. Mm-hmm. So that's how she knows to confront Mason. Hey, this is still a thing. Well, fun thing about the Mason and Meredith interaction is that we find out that Meredith, it, like there's a secret of where Meredith is going. And I wasn't yeah. actually thinking of that. I was just like, oh, she's just going on family leave. They didn't have the budget for her this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and not that <laughs> oh there was gosh. actually a reason for her not being there, which is cool. I like that. That's funny. Yeah, and um, I, I liked how in the Meredith Mia um, confrontation here, Meredith says exactly what we were saying last episode when she had a freak out at Mia and was like, fine, you're whatever. 
she's actually said, I was scared. You know, I was scared you were going to yeah. leave and I was going to have you anymore, which is exactly what we said. So I'm glad she realized it and didn't, you know, wasn't stubborn. All right. So here's the sad bucket. This is the Lissa and Victor bucket. And Lissa goes to him and tries to console him, but admits she's a spirit user. And I actually kind of forgot that these two are like confidants in each other from the very start. He rides for Lissa. At first, I was like, dude, you can't just go around telling people you're a spirit user and chill. (laughs) But then I was like, okay. Victor is a as of now a trustworthy guy, but fuck, he he fucked it in this scene. He absolutely just tanked his stock. Yeah, it's been and you're right. I forgot they were confidants because it's been a few episodes since I feel like they've even been on the screen together. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to say this scene starts with Vic watching Tatiana's podium address on the news. And I just love how there's like a vampire CNN <laughs> in their world. I just love how like. They kind of have everything in their world. You know, it's their own little bubble. But like vamp news is a thing. Um, yeah, but couldn't agree more. Vic, Vic's stock is tanking um, and he just kind of goes all in into desperation mode. Once he finds out about the spirit user, like, oh, you have to heal me. And she calls him out on his shit. Like, how can you say that? Your daughter just died for healing you. Are you kidding me? Well, Lissa didn't realize that Sonia was healing Vic, which the whole thing she said. <clears throat> You knew it did it, like about the darkness and you still had her like when her realization yeah. being like, wait, Sonia was healing you. She thought it was just kind of what Lissa was doing, healing small things where she could not like actually trying to bring Victor back to fucking life every 10 minutes. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Not a good look for Vic. No. No, it just it went so downhill so quickly in this scene. Like it didn't start off good in the beginning of the episode with his family, but this was so much worse because you can like see how he just wanted to use Lissa, who he cared for, and is basically I think her goddaughter or something. I think he's like her godfather. I can't remember. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, and he's just going to trap her <clears throat> and, and use her like powers. That was just like, come on, Vic. I know you're going through a lot right now, but you're being yeah. super, super illogical. He's acting so- like a drug addict. Like he, he's like <laughs> yeah. fiending for he actually is devolving like a drug addict would needing yeah. to be healed. And just one quick thing from a pre- previous episode, when Lissa takes that pill, we were like, what's that pill? And she says it's something to suppress her magic, which is yeah. interesting because we didn't. Okay. Know that. Yeah. That and that, that was a big part because that's why she was like, even if I wanted to heal you, it would take hours for my medication to wear off. And he's like, good, like just chill here. I got shit to do. And then closes the door. Um, and the Mr. 50, 50 and O or 50 and one, I guess <laughs> is guarding the door. And he quickly goes to 52 later on in the episode. Uh, but does he though? Because like he kind of handles Rose, if I'm being honest. She yeah, takes, then Rose like, a sucker pop- I, I, He held her off long enough that Lissa could heal Victor. So I count that as a win for Mr. 51 and one. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Yeah, I like 51 that. and one. It was yeah. a draw. Uh, all right. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. Oh, yeah, 51 yeah, yeah. and one. Okay. Got yes. it. <laughs> Someone flash that on the screen for people listening. Fifty dash one dash one. Okay, so this is when Victor locks her in the room, which is brutal. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice that Sonia was taken out of all the pictures on the all the thing on one the of them? Mantle? Yeah, certainly. Was it all yeah. of them? 
I, yeah. Her face yep. was like circled. It was gotcha. Like, it was ripped out and everything. It was pretty Weird. bad. I think it was just, I don't know who did it. I don't know if they were yeah. almost required to do it because like you, you we didn't want that memory tarnishing your, your family lineage or whatever, but I like if it was brutal. That- I wonder if like the feeder stole them as like reference pictures for what Sonia looks like for this boy. That seems like a grieving father. The first thing he would do is scribble out her face and tear her out of pictures. That seems like really bad. Not because, something you would do yeah, to a loved one. Both yeah. of the fathers really loved her. It's not like they sure. were ashamed, like ashamed that she did that. Yeah, that was yeah. a little weird though. So moving forward, the drugs are coming out of her system and Andre is back. Hot Andre with yes. no, no face fuck ups. It's just like Jason in his glory looking great in the in the suit. And um, he's telling her, like, the secret to power is to make your biggest liability your biggest strength. And do you guys have anything else to take out of that specific scene? I'm so excited to talk about this, the last second I of the episode. It's like the only thing I'm thinking about right now. He's he's the fucking man. I don't know he if it's because you know we all love him so much or or what, but I thought he was just carrying every scene he's in. He's so yep. good. Um, you know, Lissa's pouring her heart out, telling the situation that she's in, and he's like, uh <laughs> he like, goes, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and just she's literally noises. like, uh, excuse me. He's like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> like you get to heal people and literally tell people to do whatever you want. It's not all bad. Like, and that's why he says, make your biggest liability your greatest strength. Are you literally going to get this? I'm sorry, let this one in a million power make you a weakling? Like you could be the strongest strongest elementalist ever if you wanted to. So like, just think about it that way. And that is kind of when she flips the switch and starts making these good moves, like proposing her proposal to the queen, et cetera, et cetera. I'm excited to get Andre back because they all said in the beginning, like Andre was the one who was made for this. Like he obviously Mm -hmm. knows the politics. He knows the moves to make. He's like this absolute, like smart, fire user like i'm just excited besides the fact that we adore jason like i'm really actually very excited and i actually haven't dug into twitter to see people's reaction to him being alive because that's not what happens in the books he does die in the beginning and he never comes back in the books so i'm wondering the reactions i saw one tweet that was like if they could bring Andre back, they could bring Mikhail back. It's so funny. I was cracking up. I was like, Mikhail's the one you want to bring back? Let's bring back Sonia. What's going on? <laughs> I guess she's not dead yet. She's a Strigoi, but yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. That's a really good question. So if you're you're a book reader, let us know how you feel because I could yeah. I could see how Definitely. people would be, you know. I have no idea how this could affect the rest of the story that like you know and you are used to. Like when I watched The Witcher season two after reading the books i was like what the fuck is this shit um so i i basically learned i was like all right lean into a different story blah 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 so still let me know how you feel cool so victor returns and he's casually i trust you've had time to think things over and i'm like listen you gotta compulse his ass and apparently he can just like say nope not today yeah. That was, a little, was that conscious or was it just perfect timing that he turned to James? I think it's perfect timing. So, why didn't she just try again? And then why didn't she just try to compulse James? Like, yep, listen, fucking figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I think she compulsed him and said, nope. you'll let me go or you'll let me pass. 
and he does let her pass. So I don't know, like if if that if he just completely like dodged it, he didn't go complete zombie mode like with Jesse did when she mm-hmm. compulsed him and like, she, but she told him like get out of my sight. Um, so I don't, I I was really confused there. I was like, does Vic have something we don't know about? Because I don't know, he's he's been getting all his spirit energy, whatever you want to call it, fed into him between Sonia. Um, so I don't know if he had like a slight tolerance or resistance to it, or if all she said is like, you'll let me like pass. And he does stand there. I want to dig into the actual, like the super Saiyan fucking power transfer, because do you think that because of, do you think Lissa is genuinely like has more light than Sonia or is stronger than Sonia? Or do you think that all the stuff that Sonia's been through in her life kind of depleted her light? So now she goes full dark. Whereas Rose or Lissa, the way after she said she could see the darkness around Rose, like the aura, it's almost like she mm-hmm. was. What does she say? She thinks she was taking her light instead of giving her darkness. Yeah, so which what yeah. the differences between Sonia and what's happening between these two? Oh, Sonia so, doesn't have someone else. Yeah, maybe that's yes. It. So that was one thing, um, and also Sonia was just like. As soon as she was could stand back up, she was going back to Victor and like pumping all of her energy and she didn't have any downtime. Mm. So she was just like using um, all of her her light, which is a really cool concept. And something I completely forgot about when Sonia was like looking through Mia's iPad because she was helping Vic with his campaign. She literally saw a bunch of people's auras and, Mm. you know, the the Zeklases were all dark. And then she went to Lissa and Lissa was like. Pretty sure Lissa was booming with light. So, uh, yes, I think one, Lissa has a bigger light container, whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) than most people. And then (laughs) she's also, I guess, sharing it with with Rose. Okay. Also, Sonia's known about her abilities longer than Lissa has and used it more frequently. So I think there's a lot of stuff that went into why it happened to Sonia. Sure. More rapid. After this, they kind of talk through it and they have a really sweet bestie moment. This is Rose telling Lissa that she's leaving. Our girls are really gaining their independence from each other. And I like yeah. it. It's it's sweet because, you know, they're coming back together. You know, they got, it's going to be fine. But I like crave these scenes between the two of them because I know in the books they are just like inseparable. It's so thrown in your face that these two are they do everything together. And I think the show did a decent job of it. I think. They're always on their own journeys in this show, separate. And then yeah. they come together a little bit. But every time they come together, they're fighting someone else. Yeah. You know, like something bad's happening every time they're together. So it's nice to have these sweet moments where we can like last episode in the car when she finds out about her and Demetria. Maybe that was two episodes ago. And she's like, <laughs> but basically yeah. she tells like, are you going alone? Lissa says. And when she says Mason, Lissa's like, <laughs> she's like, hmm. Okay. That was that was like so well done by the actress. The way yeah. she was like, "Okay, Mason, <laughs> really?" And and Rose was so ready for it. She was like, "He's a good guy," and she was so ready to defend him. And Lisa was like, "Listen, like, fuck it, just go be happy, do your thing." Like, I mean, he's a good choice. Maybe not the best choice, but he's a good choice. It's your life. Make your decisions. You know, it it is all you. I, this was a very good friend scene. I agree. And I I have also come to create these moments. I love that. And Lissa has a really great moment. We've been craving these like step up moments from Lissa. 
And when she says, like, when I'm done with the Dominion or like when I'm in charge or whatever, you're going to want to come back. Like, I know you are. And I'm like, yeah, girl, get yours. I love it. When you said step up moment with Lissa, all I could think about is like her dancing, like like step up the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, shit, we're going to have a dance scene. Let's go. It's not goodbye. It's a see you later. Mm. Classic. Oh, that's sad. See you later. See you in like two hours because I know she's going to be running back. Next bucket is I think this is now the last 10 minutes. So Mia is kidnapped. Now we have to deal with this. So Alberta is not believing Christian Mia or just Christian. Who Christian goes up to her? So it's immediately Christian that goes to Guardian HQ. Yo, I got another package and this one is more threatening than the last picture of Mia. And like Alberta, this was a bad look for her. Like her Strigoi instincts are way off. I would have expected her to be taking this threat seriously immediately. Just um, look at it. That's what's pissing me off. Yeah. Christian's just like, yo, maybe it's time to reevaluate our entire mindset about Strigoi. It, it's possible they evolved. It's possible any number of things could have happened. But like the reality is they are more intricate than we previously believed. And we have to start treating them accordingly. Mia's mm-hmm. gone. What happened to they come first, no matter what? And that's what finally gets Alberta to, I guess, move. And the next scene, I believe, is kind of the standoff at the wards, right? Yeah. And it's so it's Christian, Mia and Alberta or so. Christian and Alberta and them are on this side. Mia, Diane, Stragoys are on this side. And then our side on like the on the St. Vladimir side of the wards has Sonia to trade like with the neck yeah. collar and stuff. And I was like, no. And even that I was like, what neck collar is that? Like she could I feel like she could still go nuts. You know, that was the one when they yeah. did the, the training. Um, okay. That's what they were handling Stragoys with. And that fucking handler really sucked at his job. Um, yeah, he did. So yeah, I guess shocking them does yeah, put them out temporarily. Like yeah. shock collars. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was no, going to say Alberta flops hard on this negotiation. She's like, no, you give you give us Mia and then we'll give you Sonia. And they just take Diane and snap her neck. And they're like, what did you just say? I, Go on. Yeah, I couldn't stand <laughs> Alberta. And as soon as as soon as uh, Diane's neck got snapped, like everybody puts their guns up. And Alberta's like, everybody calm down. I'm like, calm down. You're the one that escalated this shit to fucking 10. You're like, no, we're never going to, we're never going to trade equally. Like this is, this is our way or the highway. And they're like, fuck off. So Alberta really had a rude, rude awakening this episode. But also like, how do you deal with that negotiation when they say Mia first? Cause you obviously can't kneel to that demand. I don't know. A tough situation, but Alberta could have handled it with more grace. Who knows? When Dimitri they say we're dropping the words, I was like, no, <laughs> don't <laughs> drop them. Because literally it was giving me magicians vibes with like Reynard and it's like anything could send or even Marina. They could send. Yeah. So just waiting for the words to drop so they can walk right in. I'm like, don't do it. They obviously had people at the perimeter just fucking absolutely waiting for this to go bad. And let's just talk about Christian's mom and dad. Like, how cool were they? They were just like legit alien looking. They don't even like look like vampires. They're just like aliens and they're mean and they're not sweet. They were just strictly playing Christian. They are not trying to like be with them at all. I was I would love to see a conversation between his parents and Diane and how they were playing her in order to 
get in because she, I actually believe that Diane thought that they wanted Christian and to be together and to not be alone anymore. She wanted, and, yeah, she wants to be Strigoi. It sounds no, it's, like. No, it's funny though. If you die with Strigoi blood in your body, isn't that how you turn Strigoi? Or did I make that up? Yeah. Okay, well, so she yeah. could very well come back as Strigoi. That could have been them honoring the promise to turn her. I mean, they snapped her neck. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see them put in blood either. Could have been off screen before they showed up. I, you know, unless no, been in that. Theories on the board. True. We I can get it. Right I don't know that you have to die. I feel like if you drink their blood, you you turn. I don't think it's a you have to die in order to do it. Because like, uh, yes. if you remember during the fight, um, the other people that died during the original Strigoi fight where Mikhail died, they didn't turn because they were already dead. Like mm-hmm. they killed them before the blood. So I don't know if you actually like, I don't know that they killed Mikhail or just fed him the blood. I agree. I agree. I think Mikhail was dying. He was bleeding out, but he was still alive. Um, and I think they threw the blood in it and that's what triggered it. Because if, if you have to die first, then it's like, all right, like what's the, what's the timeline on the deceased part? Like, can you go to like a, a year old corpse and like put blood in yeah. it and they'll come back? I think so, Brian was saying a put- theory again. Brian was saying, put the blood in, then kill them. So when they die, it it, like they're like, oh, Strigoi blood, which is that may actually be the answer. And I'm sure we'll get five tweets about it, which I fucking love. They are fact checkers. We love our little little Twitter and YouTube community. It's the fucking best. You guys know everything and we know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really don't. (laughs) So uh, one really cool part about this scene that I've honestly been waiting for since episode one, episode two, we actually got how the wards work here so yep. during the build-up we did get that gold dagger i forget what they call that weapon the guardian weapon um and it's like r2d2 fucking opening up doors and gates like you just stick that thing in there and turn it um and i was asking you know episode two how do the wards work is it the monks is it from the center of wherever it is and it goes out like a circle like a radius but it seems like they're just buttons right up right at the edge of the uh property line right where the wards are so it's a cool it, it just gives us a solid answer of how everything works which now we can theorize on that farther and it was only the squid game guy that was able to hold the key so i'm not sure if only they have the power to like activate and deactivate or how that works but he was the one that did it well it's interesting because it's tatiana well yeah true that and it's like what what is it about that that does it have to be a monk or whoever the face people are? Does it have to be a royal Maroi that does it? You know, it could be you have to have a certain amount of blood to touch that dagger thing. But before we jump into like the the terrible aftermath of this, Mia, again, 10 out of 10 acting when they're actually trading and she's just apologizing to Sonia and is like, I'm so sorry. So fucking sad. Just yeah. great stuff. But. Janetta is still in play, which we love and we yes. stand. So her is a Shrigoi and an active Shrigoi is fine by me as long and, as we still get Janetta. It's good stuff. And it did seem like something registered with Shrigoi Sonia. Like she turned back and like, was that me? I, I know, even though I'm a Shrigoi. Um, but also it kind of clicked with me. I think the Shrigoi, and maybe this is obvious and not even noteworthy to say out loud, but I think the Shrigoi are targeting Sonia and Lissa because they're two spirit users. And there must be some sort of power that comes from spirit users that turn Shrigoi that they want on their side. I like that. Yeah. Like just because 
Sonia's now a Strigoi, like, does that mean she doesn't have her elemental powers anymore? Because I feel like you definitely could use it as a Strigoi. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we haven't seen anybody do that, but it's it's something to look out for in the future. Um, and, I mean, and, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go, Brian. All right. Uh, so <laughs> we also, like, we got Sonia turning, and she looked super, super feral last episode. We were talking about that. She seemed a little bit more you know, human, mm-hmm. if you want to say that she didn't seem as like a beast. So I wonder what it is that can make Strigoi, um, you know, just smart and, and aware of their surroundings and, and can mm-hmm. talk. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's over time, you can kind of like train them something or if it's something that's done to them. Like if there's a Strigoi King and she's just going to like boop Sonya's head and she's <laughs> going to be like a, a f- full functioning Strigoi now, but it's, I hope we get an answer. So far, it seems like it's a Maroi thing because the Ozeras are both Maroi and Sonya is a non-royal Maroi, but a Maroi nonetheless. And I'm only 50% sure that that was a correct statement that I just said, because I still don't understand the nuance of the Maroi. I'm sure. I'm sure what you said was accurate. Probably. (laughs) All right. My my last thing about this scene, we did say as soon as we saw Sonya dig into that feeder's neck at the end of the episode, we were like, who knows? Maybe Sonya goes on the Strigoi side and becomes like a higher up there. Yeah. Totally in play now. Like she mm-hmm. could actually be like a, a big threat in the future. So that's she really was cool. always she was always an outcast in the vampire world. So maybe the Strigoi could be her fam. I mean, I fucking love that. So this is I literally my legs were having the chills when I was about to talk about this. So Christian confronts them and is like, that's it. That's all you got for me. And he's like, we didn't come here for Sonia. We came here to feed and then chaos fucking ensues. But the man, wait, did Alberta die? She got stabbed. Yeah. So we don't know if she's confirmed dead, but she's hurt and stabbed. Yes, correct. And Tatiana did that. With the yes. golden, yeah, the golden key dagger. Piece of shit. I mean, Alberta didn't have great showing. I don't think she should die. I think we could change her, uh, like her little heart. We can. Yeah, we can I think she it. could be a boss going forward with learning off from these mistakes. But great payoff on Christian, like learning how to use his powers to kill his fucking dad and the mom Absolutely. scream. I was waiting. like, this is mine. Like, you'll regret <laughs> yeah. this. Oh, my God. Fucking epic. I Absolutely was so epic. Beautiful. I was waiting for that for so long. I was just torch him, dude. Just torch him. And he, and he, he fucking lit him up. And he actually tried to throw one, too, as his mom was yeah. running away. And I was like, this is close. I was really satisfied with that kill and like death in the grand scheme of it. Yet Luke always says it's it's a sign of a good show when they like kill people off. I, I was pretty satisfied with Mr. Ozera getting the getting the axe. Me too. Me too. And now it's just going to be the mom absolutely feral in the way of of revenge. Like she yeah. is on a revenge tour now. But again, the Strigoi's obviously care about that each other too. Like. They are husband and wife struggling now. And mm-hmm. even that concept is interesting to me. Like, more yeah, they have like feelings and emotions exactly. and stuff. I was oh. I, I was actually pretty surprised that at the end of the day, it turned out they didn't give a shit about Christian. I thought they were trying to genuinely recruit him to their side, but nah, yeah. they that, didn't care. I totally agree. That was one of the biggest shocks for me, too. It was like, all right, so then like when he met earlier and there was like the mother sweet talking, it was that just her planting seeds. So she genuinely just God didn't be. give a shit about him. And I'm like, God damn, fuck Strigoi. I know. So 
that kind of takes us to our end of the episode, like flashing and catching up with everybody where they're at. I mean, Maroy are just scrambling in the town square. We got like alarm bells ringing and stuff. We have this pretty good shot of Dimitri and Sasha in it adjacent cells just hearing the alarms like oh shit what's going down i bet they're pretty pissed that they locked us up they could use us right about now uh rose and mason are just driving in their little jeep happy as clams you know um and then yeah we get this what we find out to be tatiana in the squid game dress up just walking through the village square like looking around loving all this chaos that she created um, and she walks into this building and we see someone tied up in the background, but it's blurred out. <laughs> so the first reveal we get is that squid game has been Tatiana all along and she is the one that unleashed this chaos. Awesome. And then so her, mon- good. her monologue is just, I tried diplomacy. I tried preaching your ridiculous saints. I'm done playing nice. So fuck the queen and fuck your sister. Now we're doing this my way. Andre and we get Mr. Jason Diaz, Andre oh Dragomir tied up. And I was just, I was just very happy to see him in flesh and blood. Me too. Yeah, dude. Alive. Mountain man Andre with his mm-hmm. beard all grown out. Looking a little <laughs> rough. Oh man. I fucking uh I loved it, man. I was I was stood up, I was pacing a little bit because you know the credits <laughs> roll, and I was like, oh my god, what are the repercussions from this? Um, fucking loved it. Um, we were talking earlier when Mia was getting punished with her hands. We were like, I, we, I wonder if we know anybody behind these masks or if they're just like randoms up in the church. And I don't know if Tatiana was there the whole time, but she was definitely fucking here at the end and causing the fucking chaos. And I, I kind of forget the chain of events. So like what exactly happened because they were like taking the key back or whatever. And then Tatiana stabs Alberta and then she goes back out to the wards and turns it. I, I can't. I uh, agree so with you, Paul. I'm a little confused on the order of I operations. Thought, I thought there was one like master key lock with within like the castle that she like and like everything went down when they were on the actual like perimeter. It seemed like it was one little sector of the gate that was controlled by that key. Okay. I could be remembering that wrong, but like whatever she did, it took them all down. It seems like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She ain't Jude's all over. Everybody's clamoring. Well, Mm -hmm. I actually was spoiled that Andre comes back because I, I watched it Saturday or Friday morning versus Thursday. And our Twitter was just, again, I saw the Andre tweet. I knew in my, in my heart of hearts that our boy Andre (laughs) was going to come back. So it wasn't that big of a deal to get spoiled. But I will. It honestly just made me more excited for the episode. I will say the Tatiana reveal was bigger for me, barring I was spoiled for the Andre thing. But the Tatiana reveal is awesome. There's so many. I have to rethink everything she's done. And of course, all the the game where Mikhail dies. Right. And Tatiana was kind of leading it being like, oh, it's fine. Like she obviously is in with the Shergoy. She's been in from the beginning. I will say that. One of the tweets, actually, the tweet I saw that spoiled me was I'm like pumped that Andre is alive. But did they really just not really care that there wasn't a body at the scene of the car crash? You know what I mean? Like, did they confirm him dead? Actually, like that's a little bit of a plot hole. I think that it's like they just assumed him dead missing. His body was like obliterated in in the fire. I I totally agree. Like, do do these uh, royals not have DNA? in their science yeah. I'll, I'll give the show the benefit of the doubt though i feel like 
a couple episodes down the line, they might answer that question mm-hmm. because like, they have been doing it. Yeah, they have been like with the pills. They gave us the answer to that that we were wondering. So I'm sure people are asking these questions and they'll be like, oh, they deserve an answer. I love that. I love your faith in the show. Hey, Julie Pleck. I've seen her at work. (laughs) (laughs) What do you, okay. What do you guys think Tatiana's deal with Mr. Goy are? Like, Hey, I'll let you fucking eat as many Maroy Dampier as you want. As long as you don't kill me and I can like rule whatever the remnants Mm -hmm. are. I do think that actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I wonder if she like promised the Stragoya world where they're like not always just the enemy and in hiding and or anything. If she says like, because it seems like the only place Stragoya are in like the human world, quote unquote. Um, so I wonder if she's like, has a deal with them. Like, hey, I'll give you some access to these mm. royal areas or whatever. But maybe she like promised them Dampier to feed on just like a never ending buffet that so they wouldn't have to like attack. It would just be like. I don't know. I don't know what she could possibly promise them, but she definitely doesn't care what she's in charge of as long as she's the ruler in the end. 100%. And there's the last scene, right? So we've kind of touched on it, but Rose goes to the queen with a proposal, which was before. And then we and then it cuts us off. We don't know what she proposes again. Mm making money moves my girl finally let's make some absolute money moves stand up for yourself and take charge i fucking love it so then we do get the tv screen and the queen declares the trials mute moot sorry not mute (laughs) and uh lissa's to be the heir not quite though she's like the queen's like i'll stick around until vasilisa is ready to rule (laughs) like yes she's also, Basilissa just sounds great. Very official title. Um, Agreed. But yeah, Queen is just like, honestly, like the Dominions and shit. Why don't we just put this nonsense beside us? Vic and Tatiana both suck. Basilissa, let's give her her time and I'm not going anywhere. Mic drop. I, I fucking love Queen. I just have her as Queenie in my notes. Like she Anyways. she's the best. <laughs> so, yeah, we need a few more F-bombs from her before she <laughs> retires. She's a beast. And then uh, my other question is, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Andre. But if Andre does come out the other end, do you think he's going to assume the role again? Because Liz is pretty much like, fuck it, man. I'm, I wasn't ready in the beginning of the season. You know, I was, I was going to do my own thing, but as it's gone on, she's like, fuck it, man. I can, I can rule. I can get my quorum back. Like I can, I can make a difference. So it's almost like, is it going to go, is Andre the good guy or is, is Lissa now like the, the good candidate to rule? It's, it's interesting. That's a great statement. I think, I feel like Lissa would still just be like, okay, you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. Whew. Close one. Yeah. <laughs> Although she would, things with Rose. And I think she'd be fine with that because she would still wield a level of influence as long as the Dragomir's on the throne. And Andre is that guy. Like she knows he is that guy. Mm. So like and yeah. you, you said this earlier, Kathleen, but I am so excited to see Andre use his fire magic because oh, yeah. everybody in the beginning of the episode when she was doing her tests or whatever to see what she was, everybody was like, Oh, like Andre, he was fire. Everybody knew he was fire. He was a beast. So I want him to just unleash and I assume he can't use his powers because you need, I don't know if you need your hands is he's obviously tied yeah. up. I don't know if you need to do something or if he's has something on restraining him, like a collar or something that saps your powers. But I want to know how you can, what the limitations are like yeah. shadow and bone. We know if your hands are tied up, you can't fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I will say one last thing. If Andre were to get the crown, Lissa would still be the dragon mirror vote because it wouldn't count as Andre being the vote, right? He's the king. So I still feel that Lissa would have the dragon mirror seat as long Mm -hmm. as I, I still think she has to get her quorum back. Like she does have to marry still and all this stuff, but I do think she'd get her own seat. Even if, if Andre ends up being the King, there's still a dragon mirror seat. I could be completely wrong. I I think does the queen sit on the council? I know she's been in council scenes, but I feel like she always like walks through the door and interrupts council. I, I think that tracks. I think you're right. Yeah. And I will apologize for calling, um, Andre Bundy like in the early <laughs> episode I was like I think he's bad he's working with Tatiana and real in reality <laughs> she had our boy tied up so I I, I uh, regret my comments and I sincerely apologize <laughs> <laughs> my last comment on this episode is I believe next episode the finale will be the Jesse Zeckler's turnaround where he becomes peace okay. I think I think he's going to I, he has an elemental power. I think it's, uh, we saw his, it was on Mia's notes on her iPad and we saw what his family is. So I'm hoping we get to see some of that. And he's actually going out of his way, putting his neck on the line to protect somebody, which he just told Christian, you know, last episode, um, I'm Jesse. I would never put my neck out on the line for anybody. He so that. seems like the type that wouldn't practice his elemental ability. So I'm not sure how strong he is. What I, what I might see from him is like, he'll help shuttle people out of the wards to like get them to safety and just like put his neck on the line in that way to help other people. I don't know. I like that. It's good. I, we got a good feeling about Jesse though. That's, that's yeah. All yeah, 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 yeah. Again, love that take. Not <laughs> someone I was thinking about, but I, I love that you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate Jesse. <laughs> yeah, All right. So that's going to do it. That's the episode. That was the penultimate. What a absolute banger. I really do think that this series ended up being an all rise type deal. It, it has just been such a joy to podcast on it. So I'm really excited to podcast on the finale with you boys. And we may have something a little special up our sleeve, a little special guest. So keep an eye out for that. But if you like what you heard, give Binge Town TV a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and go listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. We're covering a bunch of stuff right now. House of the Dragon and Midnight Club. We just finished, so that finale should be posted soon. And Rick and Morty, which is on a little break, correct? After six episodes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that's interesting. After six and not five. We're yeah, black by Dan. Fooled Danny us all. Harmon. They fooled uh, us all. But it's been a great season, so go check that out. And uh, if you are feeling a little generous, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. We're going to record a very fun all seven of us episode tomorrow before the house of the dragon finale, we're getting together, hanging out. So we're going to have an, a nice little friendship episode coming out soon as well. So yeah, we are binge town TV and thanks for listening. And thanks for hanging out with us. We love you guys. You're listening to the geekscape network. 